You mean to tell me we don't have update specific music? <laughs> I uh, can't work not. in these conditions. <laughs> Hey, peeps and creeps, we wanted to give you an update. This is a very special update episode of True Crime Creepers. I am Kristen, the true crime fanatic who loves to talk about all these stories. And I'm Mogap, the true crime newbie who hasn't heard any of them, including this update. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Pros. Supporting our sponsors really helps support the show. A couple of years ago, I decided it was probably time I figure out some kind of skincare routine. But the problem was, and has always been, too many options. I don't know exactly what I need or what's best for me and my skin. So thus far, my solution has been to just buy a skincare line off the shelf and hope it helps. But that's all about to change when my custom skincare from Pros comes in. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. In fact, in a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised, controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or get your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. That's 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash creepers. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash creepers for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash creepers. Let's just jump right into it. I wanted to give an update over two of the cases that we've covered. The first one is Scott Peterson, and then I have some updates on the Richard Glossop case as well. So as we discussed in the episode that we did, Scott Peterson's back in the news. His death sentence has been overturned, and they are looking into jury misconduct because of um, Strawberry Shortcake not disclosing (laughs) that she had... Uh, had a restraining order against someone that had her ex-boyfriend's girlfriend who'd attacked her when she was four months pregnant. And what, for the people that watched the documentary right after our podcast, like Mm -hmm. moi, what was her real name? (laughs) Rochelle Nice. Right. Yeah. I just going to say, she's a lot less strawberry shortcake now and a little bit more strung out Rihanna. (laughs) In case anyone was wondering. Uh, That's my update for the people app description. Yeah. Her attorney, (laughs) her attorney says that all of these allegations are false, which we know that they're not. So I'm, I'm assuming he actually means like she didn't mean to do it. It's fine, you guys. But (laughs) his attorney said she'll be vilified one way or another. And I'm like, oh, you mean like she did to Scott (laughs) to him when she condemned him to death after nine hours of deliberation and then called him an asshole on national TV. Not saying I totally disagree with her. You know, he's not, not an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. I'll go on record with he's an asshole for sure. Yeah. 
so there's not a whole lot of updates in terms of his case, his trial. I think the next, uh, they just had a hearing, but it was basically to like schedule the next hearing, which is going to be in January. <laughs> so they've put the death penalty retrial, like the sentencing retrial on hold until the judge has really looked into this jury misconduct a little bit more. However, there are other updates that I wanted to talk about that are a bit more interesting than his trials. One of them is that there are uh, the family, Scott Peterson's family, hired a private investigator, and he has identified new suspects in the death of Lacey Peterson. (gasps) We don't know who these new suspects are as of yet. They're kind of keeping that a little close to the vest. But his sister-in-law, Janie, who was in the documentary... She has yeah. said that these suspects were traced back to the Medina burglary. Remember, the house across the street from Lacey and Scott's house was being burglarized around the same time that uh, Lacey went missing. And so they've traced these suspects back to that burglary and the Aponte tip. And if you remember, the Aponte tip was that guard, Aponte, Lieutenant Aponte, who had um, had that recording of one of the burglars telling his brother about how Lacey had come up and confronted them. We have some more details on these suspects, and that goes back to an America, a tip for America's Most Wanted. So four days after these burglars were arrested, America's Most Wanted ran a story on Lacey's disappearance. After the America's Most Wanted episode ran, an anonymous caller called in to give a tip, and he said that he'd had a conversation with two men who were bragging about Lacey's murder. The first man, uh, the tipster knew the guy's name, but we're just going to call him John Doe. His name has not been released. And the second man, he didn't know his name, but he was able to give a description and he knew where he lived. So the tipster said that John Doe said when they did it, they thought it was going to be just another murder case. Now it's a big case all over TV and news and they're blaming the husband and and they are not getting any attention. And John Doe went on to say how stupid everyone was. Okay. I have I have a few just real quick follow-ups to that. One, how did we not know about this? Did it get caught in that janky-ass scanner that they were using? Was this one of the pieces of paper? I'm thinking so because they said that it was lost. They had 48,000 pages of discovery, and I think they just missed right. it. But like – I feel like I'm sure every page of Discovery has a lot of info, but the pe- the pages that were like scanned in, stuck together, seem to be <laughs> very big pages. The one from the post office, deliver the postman, and then this one. Second, where does one overhear or participate in a conversation like this? Other than a Waffle House, perhaps, where is one overhearing this type of discussion. It sounds like he like, wasn't overhearing it. It sounds like this guy was a part of the conversation and he knew one of the guys and he didn't know the other guy, but he knew where he lived. So hopefully we will be getting more details on that. That's why I am really excited about these new hearings for Scott, because I think there's going to be all this new information that didn't make it into the first trial. So for I, sure. And no matter how you feel about it, like one way or another, you're going to be glued to like the the coverage like whether or not you think he did it how could you not at least want to know absolutely i know i evidence and yeah i i'm really excited about it i think it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out with this new evidence i have something else for you 
that I found. So we got a lot of questions on the last episode asking about all these missing pregnant women. And has anybody looked into them? What do we know about them? And I hadn't really done a huge deep dive on them except for Evelyn Hernandez. But I found a post and this is not a news post. This was from like a forum that I found online. And they were talking about all these missing pregnant women. And so in the documentary that they had said that there was like seven or so missing pregnant women that had all disappeared around that same time. I couldn't find out like who all of those women were, but I did find a post talking about seven different women who had gone missing around that area, around that time, and three of them were pregnant, and that is Lacey Peterson, Evelyn Hernandez, and another woman named Angelina Joy. All three also had tattoos on their ankles. It's very specific. Yes. One of them, LaDonna Milam, she was found, her torso, just a torso, was found (sighs) in a pond in Boulder City, and then... Later, a man named Perry Monroe was found sleeping in his car in Fresno, California, uh, which is about 90 miles from Modesto, with her body parts in the car. Uh, hmm. Mm. Right. LaDonna Milam was a maid in a hotel, and she had delivered four towels to Monroe's room at the Hacienda Hotel Casino that's now called the Hoover Dam Lodge. (laughs) She was 49 years old. Uh, Her torso was found in two parts with a vertical incision on the abdomen in a fishing pond at the Boulder City Park on June 23rd, 2003. So the June after Lacey went missing, she was found, which was like two months after Lacey's body was found. Her body was found in April. In June, LaDonna Milam's body was found. Now, Monroe, the guy that killed her, was found in Fresno, was arrested in Fresno. There was like not that far from Modesto. No, that's like not that far. That's like where Fresno is where Amber Fry lived. Not that I'm saying she had anything to do with it, but it was an hour and a half away. It was not super far, maybe two hours. He was only recently found to be competent enough to stand trial. He did receive two life sentences for that. Took 10 years for the court system to determine that he was competent to stand trial. He pleaded guilty. So there's a theory that this guy was like a serial killer running around killing um, all of these missing women, dumping their torsos in bodies of water like Evelyn Hernandez and Lacey Peterson and LaDonna Milam. So I just thought that was an interesting theory that I stumbled upon when I was looking for more information on these missing pregnant women. I also had a lot of people because... So many people are hung up on information from before Lacey went missing. And the thing that I'm hung up on is all of these witnesses that say they saw Lacey walking her dog later. Now, I've looked into this a little bit too, and I have found that Lacey was actually really struggling to walk starting about a month before due to her pregnancy. The doctor had said like she was getting really tired. The doctor had said it might not be good for her to do so much walking. So it's really interesting. Like (laughs) all these people say they saw her walking the dog, but then she, I guess, hadn't really been walking the dog as much. So 
I'm just interested to kind of see what they come up with with these other witnesses. If they bring the witnesses that say they saw her walking the dog, um, how credible they are. Because to me, if any one of them is correct and they saw Lacey walking her dog after 1030, Scott can't be guilty. But now it's looking like maybe she wasn't even physically capable of walking the dog. So I don't Hmm. know. Um, well, I'm glad that those are the comments and questions you're getting in your DMs or, you know, the people are asking you because the, because what I'm getting is people commenting on my hunting um, knowledge from that episode about how I said, you know, like taking a dog down to the marina or the boat ramp and I listed off like the dog is going to hit because uh-huh. of all these smells. I listed the hunting seasons. Uh-huh. I was corrected that I got one of the hunting seasons wrong. And I just want to clarify (laughs) that, you know, they might be different than California and Texas, and I may not be a registered hunting hunter anymore. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that. Take that with a grain of salt, but that's what I'm getting in my DMs, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I was editing that episode, I was like, does she know this? Because this is California. Does California have these seasons? So I actually Googled it. I guess I didn't do a, an extensive enough job because <laughs> I found that you were correct. But <laughs> oh, oh man, I, that's it. I'm going to double check then. And all you rednecks coming I mean, from I, my neck. I maybe only checked like one animal and I was like, okay, <laughs> like doves well, or something. It was teal season. I may have been mistaken on. So. Uh, for the well, record, put that correction out there. Excellent. I don't even know what that is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> another another thing that I got a lot was, okay, well, if he didn't do it, then he hired a hitman. He could have hired a hitman. And this this is the this is why I think that's a ridiculous theory. Why would he hire a hitman and t- and then the hitman goes and disposes of her body in the same place that he was fishing? Yeah, four that's months. Probably later. not what you want to happen. No. So I, I think we can rule out Hitman. Otherwise, she would not have been found where she was found. I really want to hear more from these witnesses that say they saw her walking the dog. Because like I said, if any one of them is correct, and there was like 25 witnesses plus the, the mailman who said she wasn't home at that time. If any, and McKinsey, was, who said McKinsey wasn't home at that time, the dog. Yeah. All of them would have to be wrong for Scott to be guilty. They would all well, have just to be wrong. Be- Right. And I mean, but just because the doctor says, you know, not well, I mean, my doctor just today told me what I needed to be doing and I have not heeded any of those warnings. So sure. I think it's more looking into like her in the recent months. Was she even capable of taking the dog for a walk? I've never been eight months pregnant. I know people that have been, and it seems like a really rough time. Maybe you get a second wind right before the baby comes like, and you you can yeah. go out and be what I have no idea. <laughs> I've only been eight months with a Chipotle burrito. You know <laughs> what I mean? And like, I'm not doing anything. But. Right. So I thought all of that was interesting. That is our update on Scott Peterson. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around stressors, big and small. For me, this comes in the form of work, too many deadlines, relationships with people, irrational fears of the future. When we keep them bottled up, it can really start to affect us negatively, mentally and physically. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
My therapist has really been helping me work on coping skills for how to handle my stress, how to handle day-to-day tasks that I struggle with, as well as working on communicating and improving personal relationships and just talking through problems with somebody who understands. It's something I wish I'd started ages ago. But finding a therapist is so overwhelming. Are they taking new patients? Are they taking insurance? And once you find one that says yes to both of those, are they a good fit? If not, you have to start the process all over again. If they are a good fit, you've got to figure out some way to fit appointments into your busy schedule. But BetterHelp takes away all of those barriers, and I'm so thankful. I love my therapist. I really feel like they took my questionnaire that I filled out when I signed up and really used it to match me to the perfect person. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Creepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Creepers. So I wanted to also do an update on the Richard Glossop case. If you remember him from our very first episode, he was convicted of the of arranging the murder of his boss, Barry Van Treese. The maintenance man of the hotel that they all worked at, Justin Sneed, was actually responsible for the death. But he said Richard told him to do it, and that is basically all of the evidence that they used to convict Richard Glossop to a death row sentence. Which Um, is wild. Wild. So if you have not listened to our first episode, go listen to that. The case is really interesting, really sad. He has a new attorney now. Uh, His attorney's name is Don Knight. And he testified actually before the House Public Safety Committee during a hearing about the future of the death penalty in Oklahoma. And Don Knight, his attorney, actually found some new witnesses. Uh, one is a dancer at a club near the hotel, probably the, the strip club that shares a parking lot with the motel. And he says that this woman can testify that Sneed previously plotted to rob victims at the motel. There's also an inmate that's in, that was incarcerated with Sneed in 1997 who recalled Sneed talking about a plan to rob Van Treese, the manager that was, or the owner of the motel that was murdered. So yes. these new witnesses are really important. They can be somebody who can lean to Richard Glossop's innocence, especially considering there's no proof of his guilt besides Justin Sneed's word. So it's really hard to prove that he didn't do this when there's no proof that he did do it. It's just somebody saying that. And so getting these- And the person saying it is literally a cold-blooded killer. Right. So like, right. it's so weird that that's the word that we're going it, it is so weird. And the problem with this is that Glossop has exhausted all of his appeals. And the way that the legal system works- you don't get to just bring new evidence just because you have it. Once you're out of appeals, it's like you're done. So Mm -hmm. there's this, uh, they actually have a a Republican representative from Broken Arrow, Kevin McDougal, who requested a study because of concerns that Oklahoma's laws could result in an innocent person being put to death in Oklahoma. He says, I'm trying to find out what can I do to make this process better. I'm not about ending the death penalty by any means, but I want to make sure we're not executing an innocent person either. And among the changes that he wants is for uh, attorneys for death row inmates, first of all, to have access to all the evidence and files in the case, because Don Knight is saying he doesn't have access to all that evidence. And this attorney, this, um, 
representative also wants to ensure that any newly discovered evidence in a case can be presented to a judge. These sound like very common sense things that should already be happening. If you are on death row and you have new evidence that comes up, it should not matter if you are out of appeals. It should not matter. None of that should matter. You should be able to present your evidence to a judge and have an unbiased, impartial judge decide if that evidence is good enough to go forward with a a new trial or or whatever. So I actually... I mean, not to get like too legally opinionated, but just like if you had the chance to take someone off death row that was innocent or not, why would you not? Like why would we rather just ignore whatever evidence is out there and possibly execute an innocent person? Exactly. Right. It's just like regardless of how you feel about the death penalty or what you want the criminal justice system to look like or you know what I mean? Like if those are the two options, why? Right. So I actually have been in touch with the Save Richard Glossop account. And so if you're interested in Richard Glossop's account, they are at Save Rich Glossop. And that would be a really great account to follow. But they told me that this woman from the strip club, she has firsthand knowledge that Justin Sneed had a history of this type of crime, luring men into hotel rooms, using women, robbing them, etc. So showing that he has a history of this type of crime could show that he didn't need Richard Glossop to tell him to do it. This was a usual thing for him. So that would be huge. He also said, so those are two witnesses that we talked about, but he actually said the number of new witnesses is 32. They have 32 new potential witnesses. That's a lot. That's huge. That's huge. I don't know the details of any of the rest of the witnesses or or what they saw or what they could say, but I'm guessing that a lot of them are going to be showing this pattern of Justin Sneed. So, yeah. So witnesses is in like they can speak to Justin's behavior and character, not necessarily that they witnessed like something happen. Actually. Right, because I don't, I don't think that it would matter if they witnessed right. the crime because we all know the crime that happened. And there's no way to prove with witnesses that Richard didn't say what right. he said. But to, to get witnesses that can speak to these um, similar past instances. Yeah. Yeah. That's one hell of an update though. (laughs) Yeah. So there's going to be a lot more information come January. That's when things are really going to ramp up here with the Richard Glossop case. And I think with the Scott Peterson case as well, January is when his next hearing is set for when they're going to determine if there was jury misconduct, I believe. So we will definitely uh, be back in January with an update on Hopefully both of these cases. I'm hoping for good news for Richard Glossop. He yeah, and I mean new year, new you, Scotty P. Come on. Yeah. 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 If you know, if, if he's innocent, if there were witnesses that saw Lacey, he is innocent. If that's not true and that's not accurate, then he needs to be where he is. But I'm excited for him to get a new trial. I think it's going to be really interesting to hear new information and to really get to the truth of this because. If not, then it's possible that the person that did kill Lacey is out walking about, and we don't want that. Um, Or it's possible it's that Perry Monroe guy. But either way, it would be good to know. So we will definitely be sure to update you. Make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at CreepersPod. And if you have any information or any questions about any of this, uh, email us at CreepersPod at gmail.com. Bye, peeps and creeps.
Thank you.